I get this call from the bank, mm-hmm. and I was asleep, so I didn't pick it up because I was taking my nap. But then I listened to the voicemail, and I'm like, um, it's he. The guy's like, "Hi, my name is Adam from Scotiabank. Can you call us here because we've seen unusual activity in your card, and so you need to call to like unfreeze the account or whatever." I tried to log into my online thing, and it said, "No, you can't." So I was like, "Frick!" So I called them. I was on hold for thirty minutes, and then I talked to this man, and he asked me all these security questions, and he's like, "Did you?" pay $400 from Avid, and I was like, what? <laughs> and I was like, well, I mean, kind of, because that's, that Avid is the people who we use Pro Tools with, which is our editing software, right? But I, I'm on a student thing, and um, they didn't charge me the student price, even though I verified that I was eligible for student things, and it says on my account that I have student academic eligibility but they charged me for the regular one. And then they charged me $400, and that was so unusual that they froze my bank account. So I had to go to the bank, and then I had to talk to the person at the bank who was like, why are you here? He asked me all these other questions. He was very confused about why I was living here. He was like, <laughs> he was like, is this your address? My like on my driver's license, and I was like, well, kind of, yes, but I'm here for school. Mm-hmm. And he was like, so you live here? And I was like, well, for school. <laughs> I was like, and he just he was so confused about it all. And I had I had a bunch of things. My tap also stopped working, so I had to get a new bank card. And then also, I'm supposed to be another student thing, supposed to be on a student account for banking, but they. <laughs> 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 I went last year to do that, and the lady was like, you're already a student. And I'm like, okay, well, they told me to come here. They're always so confused. I'm like, they yeah. told me I had to come here. And they're like, why are you here? And I'm like, because they said I had to. You think I want to be here talking to you? No. Yeah. And then, so I fixed pretty much everything, I think. He was like, well, you have to verify you're a student at your home branch. And I was like, well, that's far. That's in a different <laughs> province, <laughs> sir. Like, so I was like, uh, but I also didn't want to deal with him for that long because there were a bunch of people behind me. Anyways, so I ended up getting all my stuff done. And then I was like, okay, we'll have to contact Avid to see if I can get a refund on my thing so I can get the student price because I'm broke and I can't afford this $400 thing. And then they have the worst customer service I've ever seen in my life. Sorry, Avid. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's true. We like to call this the bashing companies preamble episode yeah. <laughs> because... um. I'm angry. Yeah. <laughs> if she seems a little off today, she's a little... It's because I'm angry. She's angry. It's because I'm $400 broker, and yeah. I want it back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Centigrade, the podcast where we take a movie, break it down, and give it a score in five different categories of filmmaking, after which we give it a final grade. My name is Elsha. My name is Chelsea. And this week, we're going with probably one of the most cult classic of cult classic movies. I mean, I think it is the most (laughs) cult classic movie Yeah, just ever. It's really interesting to find what a cult movie is. Yeah. Because um, I feel like it's really hard to define Mm -hmm. and see what counts. Yeah. Because there have to be things that were panned at the beginning, but then now have a following of very specific people. Or Uh. is it just something that has a big fan group of very specific people? Or... I don't know if it necessarily had to have been panned. I feel I like know. it had to do poorly. And yeah. then it found a home. I think that's the mm. whole thing, is that it wasn't an instant mainstream sis- sensation. Like, yeah. um, it had to movie? find like an underground following. The Room? 
The yeah. Room? Yeah. That's a cult movie. Yeah. Fight Club. So we're doing two in a row. Yeah. Oh, Fight Club. That's a cult movie? It bombed it the box do very office. Well. Interesting. This is also <laughs> what we're doing for our first of our Halloween episode. Yes, our first of two Halloween this episodes. This is what we call the spoopy movie. It's not really spoopy at all. It's more oh. like, I mean, it's, I mean, I guess it's just more like a bit of Halloween vibe. Yeah, I mean, this this movie gets played like every Halloween, like theaters put it in theaters and people go in. and it's like a thing. Yeah. This is people extremely unrelated, but um, I think we should have our gala at the Rio, just because it's very <laughs> close to us. <laughs> it's right over there. You ever seen how close we live to the Rio? No, I've never been to the Rio. It's pretty nice. The Rio is for sure a place that would do that. They would show. Oh, yeah. I, I think they do. Yeah, In fact, I, I remember looking it up one year and asking if you guys wanted to go, and then you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like... Okay, this is also one of those movies... Actually, maybe the only one where, like, they have, like, those screenings and people go crazy. Yeah. I feel like... I, I just feel like I'd get booed there. Like, I'd get tossed out. They'd be like, you're not one of us. Because I wouldn't <laughs> know how to react there. They have, like, scripts that you can find online of what you're supposed to yell out for this movie. Yeah, and I yeah. just feel like I, I'd be so uncomfortable. I feel like I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I feel like you'd figure it out. you just scream random things. <laughs> I went to one of those, like, interactive showings yeah. of it. And mm-hmm. it was actually the first time I'd seen Rocky Horror, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure. Maybe the second time. <laughs> but I was going because my friends all wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And, like, one girl in the group made everyone a goodie bag, like the grab bag. So I didn't have to do any work. I yeah. just showed up. She gave me a bag of everything that was That's already cute. put together. Yeah, She, she could gave bring me- that stuff. They sometimes will sell it there, oh. which makes sense. But mm-hmm. if you can bring your own. Yeah. Cheaper. And then she gave me like a little list of like cues. So mm-hmm. oh, that's yeah. fun. You ever seen Perks of Being a Wallflower? No. No. They go to one of those in, the, in that mm-hmm. movie. And yeah. He, and that's the only, I think that's the only reason I know what that is. Mm. It's because I've seen that movie. Well, this was a large tangent about the Rio Theater. Oh, but, yeah. If but any it's of fun. you but it, it's, live in it's Vancouver kind of relevant. and have heard of the Rio Theater, that that gives me like a vibe of a place that would play Rocky Horror and Which have they fans. Do. <laughs> but yeah. You, ju- you I mean, you watched it for the first time last night when we were researching this. Yeah. The most I knew about Rocky Horror was the Glee stuff. Cause I love Glee. <laughs> and uh, they did an episode. Yeah. I don't know when I, I think I first watched it like a couple years ago or something, but I'd known about it before and I, mm-hmm. and then I'm a big fan of the YouTube, like I think it's a TV show, like I, I think it's like a TV special that they recorded and then it's now on YouTube and you can watch it whenever you want. It's very good and it has everyone screaming in the background. It's really fun. What? So it's like. It's like an on-stage version. Is it version. the one with Victoria Justice no, that no, I saw? No, this no, is like no. a play. No, this is oh. like the stage version, but they filmed it for a TV like that special or something. That tracks what Alicia watches on yeah. YouTube. <laughs> no, I found it one day and I was like, this is lit. It's yeah, really good. Yeah, because it showed up in your suggested um, for you. Highly yeah, recommended for those For those curious, Elsha watches like musicals, bootlegs. Yeah. Which is like really poor quality versions of stage musicals, which I mean, I get it. Um, I'm poor. I don't have money to go see these shows. You should, you know, they should probably do more often like what they did with Hamilton, where they record yeah. it and then try and like even sell it. This well, is that's like what people have been begging for for years, and yeah. like Hamilton being the first might actually start that wave. Yeah, because I, it's like fun. Like I like plays, and mm-hmm. I mean, if you can do like a good quality version of it filmed, like I would watch that. Yeah, I mean I that's like why like everyone who enjoys watching the bootlegs or whatever wants it. That's all we want because yeah. like instead they get do the terrible like like movie 
like version they change it into a movie and then it's terrible and it's like we could have just filmed this for probably a lot less money and yeah. it would have been a lot easier like you could, you and that's really all we wanted set it up as like a movie production like hamilton was specifically done to be filmed right that version that's released yeah i mean they did it over a couple shows so like yeah like but like you could literally just set up a camera point it at the stage yeah and broadway fans would pay for that yeah as long as it's available well and the dumb thing is that i think i heard that like like actual broadway shows they do film it like every show they film it but they put it in like a library that you can go rent out these these like like filmed things if you're in new york do they do it yeah they should put it on an online library but it should be online because people would like pay for (laughs) a subscription for that broadway is elitist yeah and they want to keep it that way yeah it's dumb anyways that's my little rant about that (laughs) now we have emmys so (laughs) now they're like whatever Anyways, so this movie is just kind of one that's fun and it mm-hmm. has a cult following because it's fun. This movie's really weird. It's very weird, yeah. <laughs> I remember I was watching it and I was like, oh, this movie's so strange. Yeah. I can see why a bunch of people really like it. Mm-hmm. I think that the music is really, the, the music's pretty good and I yeah. feel like it's pretty fun and it's very like group dancey, you know? Oh my god, time warp slaps. Yeah, it does. <laughs> So, I think that's one of the main reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, we'll get into the pre-production. Um, so, it was created by Richard O'Brien. Um, he was an unemployed actor living in London in the early 1970s, and he wrote all of it during, like, one winter. And the entire thing is kind of based on his love for science fiction and B-horror movies, and he wanted to combine all of that with the humor of B-movies, horror, and then also uh, Steve Reeves. Steve Reeves' muscle flicks and also 50s rock and roll. All into one musical. (laughs) B-movies are really interesting. We should talk about those one day. Yeah. So strange. They're just, like, really poorly made. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, like, low-budget movies. Yeah. But, like, the purpose of them, they they showed these, like, double features, right? Mm. And so they'd show them at the beginning of that. That's just kind of wild. That feels like you're in the theater for a really long time. Yeah. Because you'd have to watch one, and they're not usually that long, but a little bit of a shorter movie, and then... And then an action. The I mean, feature. Yeah, like, movies back then, though, were usually 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. We'll go watch a three-hour movie now. So. That's true. I guess I it would end up being maybe around three hours. We will watch a three-hour three movie, but we will not be that happy about it. <laughs> well, also, it's a three-hour movie, plus we also have done enough ads before, so it ends up being, like, the ads kind of replaced almost the B-movies before movies, yeah. in a way. It's, like, 15 minutes of ads anytime well, you go like to see trailers. a movie. Well, it's, like, trailers. Yeah. The audacity to take away time play. Oh, that's so. That's rude. a rant on itself. I, we were literally in the theater watching Dear Evan Hansen the other day, and I was like, you know, it's so rude that they took away time play. Yeah, and they did it at Sucks. home for a while, and then they were just like, what if we just didn't put it back in theaters? Yeah, that's the one. That's something COVID ruined too. Is time yeah, play. Time play. And I'll never forgive it for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if that's gone forever, mm-hmm. that's in the history books. Yeah. They should be like fifty years from now. It'll be like COVID hey, you know, you remember time play and it'll be like ah oh, yeah back in the day when time play was a thing <laughs> so wild so uh richard o'brien ended up showing a portion of his unfinished script to australian director jim Sharman, and he then pretty much right then and there was like i need to direct it so they started setting it up as a stage show um in london and they started it in like a very small theater with like 60 seats and then it got popular and then they moved to progressively larger venues and then it ended up being in like a 500 seat theater which ran for six years and then eventually it made it to the u.s in 1974 as well as a bunch of other cities 
and um, the producer of Ode Records uh, owner Lou Adler attended a London production of it um, and that w- made him want to produce the theatrical rights and that was in 1973 and then that ended up becoming a thing and the screenplay was written by Jim Sharman and actor Richard O'Brien who had also ended up playing Riff Raff in the Oh, in the so yeah. pretty much so rich o'brien wrote the original show um and then also ended up playing riff raff in the movie so mm-hmm. he really had a lot of like he, he had his hand on making like the show and the movie because he was like you can make it and also i want to be in it <laughs> these like really weird movies like almost science fictiony i feel like they, they don't, you don't see a lot of them now yeah. Do you ever think about that? Yeah. Like, um, David Lynch was another person who did that. Mm. This is one movie I like with Judd Nelson. <laughs> it's so weird. It's the weirdest thing I've is ever seen in my life. Is it the one with the hand? Life. Yeah, he has a third arm growing I out like of his I back. I like how I know exactly what you're talking about. I know. It's so... It's by... Who did that? Adam Rifkin. Is it's, that the same one with that really awkward joke? Yes. That you were so funny. Us? I don't know why. It <laughs> makes me laugh so hard. But that movie's like... Um, I also, it's really hard to find. Like, I watched it once on, like, one, two, three movies. But one, two, three <laughs> movies has stopped being something that yeah, works. Yeah, you can't, you can't watch anything on there anymore. They've really cracked down on, like, watching movies illegally. Yeah. Which is pretty rude because, you know... This McKenna's is, like, no, you're just lazy at doing you know, it. Look, I can't torrent things. McKenna doesn't torrent. I mean... <laughs> I can't... What are you talking about, Chelsea? Um, watch series... Uh, .es or something is pr- pretty good. Not mm-hmm. that I would know, but from what I've heard. <laughs> from a friend. You heard. Anyways, that was a movie that is just super, super strange, and I was like, this is, it, it has vibes of, like, other movies like that, like, David Lynch does stuff like that, mm-hmm. and, um, I think, like, we were talking about when we were doing Star Wars, who was that other person who did, like, Videodrome? Maybe that was it? No. David Cronenberg? I don't know. All these people just sound like they make like very weird movies, though. And I I don't know how many of those exist now. Side note about really weird movies, too. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I'm going to say? No. (laughs) Oh, okay. It's also like those movies that have really strange vibes, like Stuart Little. Mm, Yeah. Where they're in like a really weird place. Like, not the What's a weird, like, world? Yeah. Because Stuart Little, no one's, like, confused that this mouse is talking. But also, like, the everybody, all the the places look very strange. Yeah. The vibes are really weird. Mm -hmm. Spy Kids is like that, too. I don't know if I've ever seen Spy Kids. What? (laughs) Because, like, what are you doing right now? Yeah. The cameras. (laughs) I remember Spy Kids 4, 4D. And they gave you scratch and sniff cards. <laughs> they did in the oh theater, God. and then it'd be like scratch number three, and I'd be, I was like, this like is the stupidest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, Spy Kids <laughs> is ahead of its time, maybe, but sure. Um, if Spy if Spy Kids 4D came out now, it would be in one of those D box theaters where the seats move, mm. and they would just spray stuff at your nose. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> the point is, I feel like I'm sure they still exist, but I feel like. We we don't see as many really 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 strange movies like that. Yeah. Like what's like? Could you think of one that's kind of like of like recent? Yeah, that's got vibes that are like that. Mm. Maybe vibes like this, or vibes like, um, like David Lynch vibes, or vibes like Stuart Little. <laughs> it's hard, isn't it? Weirdly, that Brie Larson unicorn store oh, is kind actually, of coming to mind, you know, that but like of- vaguely. Yeah, I kind of see that. I feel like that one might sit in that category. I, I also feel like 
Like where it's the... probably hard to find them unless yeah. it beca- unless it's something that weirdly becomes popular for some reason. Maybe that's like another cult movie will come out and we'll see that coming. Yeah, I don't know. it's strange. Maybe a cult, maybe a, a an upcoming cult movie has come out, but we don't know about it yet because yeah, it's not because popular it's, yet. It, it bombed, but you think you'd still hear about it? Yeah, because we say like we we hear about a lot of movies that come out because we're I don't know movie people. <laughs> yeah, you know I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it's strange. I don't know. It is a strange vibe, though. I feel like if you were if you were asked to like pinpoint the vibes of this movie, you're like, I don't know. Again, okay, another <laughs> sidebar. Kind of, this is gonna be so much editing. Have you seen <laughs> Repo: The Genetic Opera? No, <laughs> no, never okay, heard. That it. has these vibes, like yeah. hardcore. It's a, it's a musical. Yeah, it's a musical movie about like in the future, if you owe debt, they come and harvest your organs to pay mm. off your debt. Um. Anyway, same vibes. Same vibes. <laughs> same strange vibes. Like, they're definitely, those movies could go together. Yeah. Mm. I feel sure. like you guys might like it. Sure. It's kind of weird, but it's fun. <laughs> okay. Next Sometimes week. I like a, a weird movie. It depends, though. Yeah. Like, it's really just... Depends. What's your bar of it's too weird? Like, like, like what's something that's too weird that you don't like? Well, that, that movie I was telling you about, that Judd Nelson movie with the, mm-hmm. the dark backward is what it's called, it's very strange. Yeah. Like, it's a little bit too much for me. If he wasn't in it, and because I like him, I probably would not like it. Yeah. And I think it's got a lot of story problems. I think it's really incomplete as a film. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are elements of it that I think are funny. Like I just wish I, wish I knew what it was trying to say. I think that's the yeah. problem. Is that sometimes these things feel like they're saying things, but you can't pinpoint them, and that makes you angry. Because you're like, <laughs> well, now I feel dumb. Yeah. And sometimes maybe they don't mean anything, which is even more angry. Because then it's like, why are you making me think that they are? Yeah. They do, you know? But that one's very <laughs> strange. If I, I urge people to try and find that movie and watch it, because it's really weird. Bill Paxton is in it, and he was in, like, um, Twister. I don't know if you've ever seen Twister. I have seen Twister. He's, like, the main character in that. He was also in Titanic as the guy who um, was looking for the heart of the ocean and talks to old Rose. Mm. Anyways. Yeah. He, he's He's good. <laughs> But anyways, that movie's really, really strange. And so it's like, <laughs> there's just some things that you're like, this is a bit too high for me. Like, even this movie's a little bit too strange. Like, it's fun, but I probably wouldn't watch it a lot. Mm-hmm. But I also don't know if I'm the target audience for it. Like, I'm sure a lot of people kind of feel like this was, like, st- it really spoke to them. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, well, I feel inside, like, I am also kind of strange. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You know? And I feel like maybe, you know, maybe I feel that too, but in different ways. Mm-hmm. So I think it just depends on who you are. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we'll move on to categories. Um, so we'll go through each category in regards to story, characters, visuals, editing, music, and societal, inspe- and societal impact, each giving it a score out of 10. We will then combine those scores to give us a score out of 20 for each round, giving us an even grade out of 100. Afterwards, the film will have a chance to win up to three bonus points in the bonus best round. Okay. Round one, story score, scoring based on writing and plot. Um, what do you have to say? <laughs> I honestly, uh, I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I put a score down, but I was like, I'm it's not confident like, about any of these scores. I don't know if this movie is, again, supposed to mean something deep or if it's just supposed to be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't thought about it that much. <laughs> I honestly didn't think a lot about this before we came on, but I was thinking a bit before we did it about how I hadn't thought about it and how that <laughs> might be a problem. <laughs> Well, here we are, and you need to give some thoughts. Um, but I think, like, 
I guess story wise, it's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 the dialogue's good. Um, maybe like a seven. I said seven. Okay. Good to know we're someone on Good the same page. <laughs> that your li- limited amount of thinking about it came up with the amount that I thought about it. Same I'm, score. Well, did you think about it a lot? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Not very much. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, here we are at two sevens. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think one of the, the biggest thing about the story is that it is supposed to be a parody of so many things. So it, it mm. ends up living in this weird space of like, this isn't really supposed to be serious. So everything that happens is kind of like, you know, it's supposed to be random. But is, it's, is it good at doing that? I think maybe. Do you think it's pretty elements random. of this movie that's like problematic? That yeah. That people like are, are going to cancel it for? I, I was starting to I was starting to dive into that oh, part okay. of this movie. And then I was like... Because <sighs> he does kind of like... I don't know, I guess sexually assault them. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know if anybody cares. But then she's like, stop, stop. And he's like, whatever. And I'm like, I I personally am like, whatever. But I feel like there's people who would be like, this is a problem. Yeah. But those people would have already canceled it for saying he's a transvestite. Yeah. That's also a thing, right? I mean, I was reading one article where people were like, this is by the standards of good transgender movies, which would be by their definition like something like like a trans character that's played by a trans person mm-hmm. and is portraying them in a light that is like positive i guess yeah that like this article was saying like like by that standard this movie is a, is a bad trans film because yeah. he is like he is kind of like sexually manipulative and violent and like and also it's played by um a cisgender actor yeah so but like i also think I mean, I know he says he's, like, a transvestite or whatever, but I think mm. in the, he's really a cross-dresser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like at the time this came out, it was actually really significant for queer film because you have Brad ending up being bisexual or having sex with a man. And yeah. you have Magenta and what's-her-face? Riffra? No, no, the uh, other, they, like, kiss or something. And, like, mm-hmm. there's a lot of... I think a lot of the themes you could interpret... As they're Columbia. aliens, they're right. homosexuals. You yeah. know, like, that's mm-hmm. that's the theme. Yeah. And it's like, there's too much luxury and, and flamboyance in your lifestyle. We have to take you back. Yeah. Because you're scaring the, the conservative straight people. Mm-hmm. I mean, I saw that one thing about them saying that it's a bad trans film. But mm-hmm. then, for the most part, most of the articles you look at are people being like, it, it kind of um, is considered like, yeah, like a part of the queer cultural canon. Yeah. Especially because it, like, it embraces the, like, campiness and, like, sexual fluidity and, like, stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, like, for yeah. the most part, I think people are like, yeah, it's, it, it is important and I think that it's If you've good. ever <laughs> been to Pride, um, this is what people look like at Pride. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it, it just kind of is, it's strange because it does live in that realm of, like, it is parody. So... It's good at, I, I think it's good at parodying all these random things. And, like, it's, it is very science fiction-y. Which, again, we mm-hmm. were talking about the definition of science fiction. Uh, <laughs> Star goes Wars. back to our Star Wars talk about Everything science fiction. Everything goes back to Star Wars somehow. It was a very influential <laughs> movie. Well, this is also in the 70s, which is the same time that Star Wars came out. Mm-hmm. And so science fiction, isn't that another thing that we talked about in Star Wars? How science fiction wasn't that popular? That feels yeah. like a very B movie type thing. Yeah, like um, they also mixed it with musical. It's very strange. Yeah. Is there anything in this movie that you don't understand? Because <laughs> you were saying some movies have. You're like, I don't know if this has meaning. 
Yeah. Or, like, well, what this is supposed to mean. I feel like... Uh, I don't know. They're, they're <laughs> aliens? Yeah. But, but, but... Or is it just that the two, like, magenta and riffraff are aliens? I think it's that they're all aliens. Like, Frankenfurter's also an alien. Mm-hmm. He's, like, the leader, kind of. But they, like, take over, guys. Because they say he's, they're, like, your mission has failed. Yeah. So it's him and Riffraff and Magenta are mm-hmm. aliens. Yeah. And then Columbia's the rest are, like, humans there. that he's brought in and, like, swayed to the dark side. Yeah. Does he make any of them other than Rocky? No. Well, he made the other, freaking what's his name? The other guy that he kills. Eddie? Yeah. He, he made Eddie. I thought Eddie was... No, but Eddie was, like, made... Like, he, like, brought him back, Back I to guess. life. Because yeah. he was Dr. Scott's... Son. Nephew. Nephew. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a line about, like, I shouldn't have split the brain between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 I was like, I paid great attention. (laughs) I actually did watch this movie. I was like sitting here watching it. I wasn't on my phone that much. Yep. You guys were on your phone. I was on my phone for a lot of it. The problem is, my brother started texting me, and my brother never texts me. So if he texts me, I have to text him back. But I'd also seen it before. I've seen it several times. (laughs) I mean, you said you said the writing's good. Uh, Well, just I mean, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like it's like I was I watched it and I wasn't bored yeah um, i think that it, it's it's, it's just an weird. interesting movie it is weird some of the lines are also weird like there's weird just like moments i mean like you were like what when oh. they started just saying each other's names uh, and it's like Dr. a thing Scott, brad or whatever something Rocky, Rocky, i don't know Brad, yeah and you were like what and like, I was like stuff why? like that there's weird stuff but i mean it just kind of works with being a weird movie you know there's stuff in this movie where you're like yeah. i mean it works because this movie's weird but like in other things why <laughs> yeah well like it also what are the things it references frankenstein obviously frankenfurter yeah. rocky is frankenstein whatever Can I find um the- uh king kong because yeah. Fay Ray, she was the actress in King Kong and uh, whatever. He mm-hmm. brings them up the tower like King Kong. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's other thing. Creature of the Night. Kind of reminiscent of like Creature of the Black Lagoon. I don't yeah. know if you've ever seen any of those old movies. No. I think Universal made a lot of them. Of like those like really classic like Creature of the Black Lagoon, mm-hmm. Dracula, stuff like that. Yeah, They're very strange too. I mean also just like the the house is kind of like dracula-esque almost mm-hmm. it's like this large well also standing. transylvania yeah which is where vampires are from <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know so. yeah it's kind of just throwing everything into one and being like but let's make it fun with music <laughs> yeah so um yeah i don't know if there's anything else you want to talk about with the story do you like the story i think it's fun where do you stand on this movie? You're just like, yeah, it's fun. I feel like it's not, like, a favorite movie for me. I just yeah. am like, yeah. It's, I feel like mostly the music uh, yeah. bumps it up for me. Because I think the music's pretty fun. <laughs> but, like, generally I'm just kind of like, eh. It's good. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. It's fun to watch. But, like, it's just kind of in the middle for me. Mm-hmm. You know? But I think overall, it's a pretty, pretty good story. Do you want to end this round here, though? Yeah. Okay. I feel like I'll stick with the seven. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think seven's good. Okay, so we'll move on to round two, which is character count, scoring based on character development and relationships. I mean, I feel like the characters carry a little bit of 
iconicity, mm-hmm. whatever the word is for that. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe like an an eight. I said like a seven and a half. Oh, so okay. a lot of the cast were original from the London stage production, um, in t- including Tim Curry. Mm-hmm. Um, Tim Curry is so weird. <laughs> Just like I'm sure him as a person is fine. Yeah, he plays such strange parts. Yeah. Um, this movie, it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, what was the other big one he was in? Clue. Yeah, Clue. You ever seen Clue? Yeah. Didn't we not watch it together? You guys we watched, watched it together. <laughs> yeah. You you watched it. I I watched it like a long time ago, and then I watched it one time at Caitlin's house randomly because mm. she has the DVDs. So we put it in, and then we did the like random button, and then we ended up watching all the endings. He's like weirdly in Charlie's Angels. No, Tim yeah. Curry's in another really famous thing. Where the heck is it? <laughs> Annie and Home Alone too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways, back to the characters. Uh, I guess we'll start with Frankenfurter. Yeah. Um, the only thing I could find about like the like um, the character is that Tim Curry wanted him to speak like the Queen of the of the UK. Queen of England. Yes. I don't know why it says Queen of the Elizabeth. UK in these notes. Yes. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Because Liz. He, she, uh, he wanted him to sound extremely posh. Yeah. Which I think... That's like people, yeah. like, like London people. Yeah. Like if you look at, like, in England, uh, you have, like, really posh people in London, and then if you go up north, everybody's, like, got crazy accents. Yeah. So I guess, yeah. Yeah. Queen of England, sure. Yeah. I don't think, I, I don't think yeah. I've ever heard the Queen of England talk. She gives an address... Every year at Christmas, I've heard that. You think yeah. I She's to sitting that? there, trees behind her. Yeah. How isn't she like really old? There's a joke. She's immortal. She's yeah. never dying. Did her husband die? Yes. Yes. Mm. Also, her cousin, same person. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> like legitimately? Really? Yeah, they're like second cousins or <laughs> something. Interesting. <laughs> also, her cousin, same person. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay, Queen um, of England. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I think if you think of characters from this movie, most iconic is definitely like him, uh, Janet and Brad. Yeah, Janet like, and Brad. Yeah. <laughs> like, if people want to dress up for this movie, I feel like it's usually those three. Well, I guess Janet and Brad is a good couple's costume, which yeah. would be relatively easy to do because you wouldn't have to buy a crazy outfit. Mm-hmm. You might have to be in your underwear. Dressing up for Rocky would be very brave. Yeah. That little gold Speedo situation. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like in Glee, he's wearing that. Yeah. It's also very, like, this is costuming stuff. It's very low cut. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not mm-hmm. like... It doesn't really sit on the hips. No, the the butt crack was hanging out. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Scandalous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's funny moments mm-hmm. every once in a while. Um, That one scene where he, like, sneaks into their beds and he's, like, pretending to be that. <laughs> and they take the wig off. And it's just... <laughs> and he's, like... I don't know, this part made me laugh so much. But he's, like... <laughs> Would they want you to see? Her, would he? Would they want him to see you like this? And he grabs her. And she like falls, and then he does it the same thing to Brad. Yeah. I don't know why it's so funny. It's just like punk. Just like picks them up and like throws them down. 
and I'm like, yeah, is this not the problematic stuff? But whatever. <laughs> Who cares, right? Who cares? <laughs> I don't know. Not us. <laughs> it was the I 70s, guess. so what can you do? It's probably tame for 70s. <laughs> Maybe. Sure. I don't know. Do you want to talk about Brad and Janet? Janet's very strange to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. She's very, like, sweet girl. Very high-pitched, a little bit annoying. Mm-hmm. Um, but also... Uh, a little bit of a hoe. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Which I mean, good for her, I guess. Yeah. Rip Brad. Yeah. For both of them, it's kind of, I mean, a lot, for all of the characters, it's kind of like almost sexual awakening for them. Yeah. This is very kind of like one of those movies. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very sexual. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The entire well, I, thing. Yeah. I think the whole thing is it is. They're super repressed and then they come mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. And she's obviously, she's like, I was saving myself. And mm-hmm. she's like... Or not. Jokes! <laughs> or not. Why did they go to that place? Where were they going? They're driving. They were driving back from a wedding and their car broke down. Oh, I see. Clue, clues like that, too. Yeah. Best Tim Curry movie where the car breaks down in front of a... <laughs> actually like a bonus best question. Is that actually? <laughs> <laughs> kind of. Okay. It's okay. It's fine. I'm, I'm going to play a game where I try to guess McKenna's bonus, bonus questions every week. <laughs> I, I remember I did not give this movie a ton of thought. Yeah. But I honestly don't know if you're supposed to. I don't think so. It kind I feel of like feels this like is... the kind of movie you're just supposed to watch and be like, that yeah. was cool. I, that That's kind of the thing. Is This movie is just kind of like, it's fun. And the characters are all kind of fun. And that's kind of mostly it. But you gotta think that there must be some kind of deeper meaning, right? Because if, if Rocky's supposed to be like Frankenstein, isn't Frankenstein also got like a pretty deep meaning? You ever read Frankenstein? No. <laughs> isn't it about like the deep meaning of Frankenstein is that this person like creates um, a, another person, but is like doesn't give them the freedom to be alive or something? I have no idea. But I'm pretty sure Frankenstein yeah. is kind of deep. Yeah, there, there's stuff. I haven't read Frankenstein, but I do. I think it's something about there's a lack of free will. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also man's folly in thinking they have the power of God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, how much of that is in this and how much of it is just, like, we enjoyed this movie. We're going to reference it. Like, that's what I don't like about these kind of movies is that I don't know what they mean. Yeah. And I don't like it when I don't know <laughs> what they mean. I mean, the fact that he is bringing people to life, I mean, yeah. that is... Like, just by itself bringing in kind of, like, the idea of, like, playing God. But I suppose also at the end, they're like, you've done all this and you've created all these people, but you have no empathy in your heart to see what you're doing. That's what that girl does. She has a whole speech about it. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know. I'll put it in now. Boom. I don't remember what she said. <laughs> but <laughs> it was about that. I can't stand any more of this. First, you spurred me for Eddie. And then you throw him off like an old overcoat for Rocky. You chew people up and then you spit them out again. I loved you. Do you hear me? I loved you. And what did it get me? Yeah, I'll tell you, a big nothing. You're like a sponge. You take, take, take and drain others of their love and emotion. Yeah, well, I've had enough. You've got to choose between me and Rocky. So name because of the rocks in his head. So, I mean, yeah. talking about the characters, it's like... Yeah, they're, they're all kind of there. Mm-hmm. Well, and then you have, like, Magenta and Riff Raff. Mm-hmm. And they're 
they, they, I feel like they have an almost strange role in the movie because they're like the other aliens, mm-hmm. but like, like other than that, and then they have like a bigger role in the ending. Mm-hmm. Other than that, they're just kind of there for most of it, just kind of like playing along. But yeah. why did they kill him? Why did they kill Frankenfurter? Because he failed his mission. Their mission. He ruined it. What was something? the mission? <laughs> I don't. I don't really remember. But I think they were. They were like, "You are just abusing the power that you have here mm-hmm. now." Mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of a nugget of something. A nugget. A nugget of truth to a this nugget movie. Nugget that we can break open. Don't play God. Well, You'll yeah. die. <laughs> That's always a question. If don't play God, you're not. Yeah. You're not God, so you shouldn't have that power. Mm-hmm. No. I, I just don't know how deep they are. You know? So maybe that's a, a thing. Maybe maybe that has to pull it back a little bit. Maybe is that all you want to say? I guess so. Sure. I mean what do you want? You said maybe, an eight? Maybe I'll go to a seven point five. Yeah. I might stick with my seven point five. Minus point five for not an under understanding. I don't know. Yeah. We're going to move on to round three, which is visual volume scoring based on visual elements such as cinematography, production design, and costuming. Well, it's a very, very um, visual movie. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff happening. Mm-hmm. And maybe like an uh, an eight. I said a seven here, but I don't I don't think I agree with that. So I'm going to change mine to a 7.5 and then we'll see by the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, cinematography wise... It's, it's, again, kind of a weird movie because they just kind of have every technique. <laughs> They're like, we'll do whatever we want, you know? Yeah. Like, it's there's some very weird shots and, like, the way it's filmed. The, like, bed scene is just, that like, a stationary cool, camera. I kind of like but that. But it's, like, shadows. Yeah, it's, like, shadows and then it's just one, like, there's no cuts. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's stuff like that where it's... A I couple guess. Dutch angles. Yeah. Which are spoopy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, like the pool scene at the end? That one's also kind of cool. Yeah. I like the um the scene where he does come into their beds mm-hmm. and the way it's like silhouette. Yeah. Yeah, we said that. Oh, oops. <laughs> <Not even laughs> a question. <laughs> there's, there's your blooper. We all like it. <laughs> yeah. So, like, there's some interesting stuff there. Um, And then the actual, Fish. like, uh, house, castle whatever Mm -hmm. um it's it's pretty interesting layout yeah i feel like production design wise it's pretty wild yeah i think that they took um some of the like um some of the sets and stuff were from the production as well they just kind of brought it over same with Mm -hmm. the costumes there was like a couple characters that they redid the costumes like revamped them for the movie but a lot of the stuff was taken and then they just added to it and they some of it they shot on uh in an actual house and then the rest of it was in a studio Mm mm-hmm um also the beginning of the movie like with the with the just the lips speaking yeah that's another kind of like iconic part of this movie and like um and like the so the actual lips are uh the girl who plays um who plays magenta Mm -hmm. but it's riff raff's voice so the creator's voice so really? that's yeah so it's kind of and that's kind of like the start of being like uh of like playing with like androgyny in the movie yeah so you see like the woman's lips but it's not her voice mm-hmm. so like there's that and then also just the lyrics of of it are like talking about uh a bunch of film titles from like forever so there's like uh flash gordon invisible man king kong tarantula when worlds collide Day the Earth Stood Still. They, like, reference a ton of stuff right off the top to be like, this is what we're doing. Yeah. We're just doing whatever we want. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so that's kind of a really like iconic part is the opener. Um, and then also I think they made a poster that they ch they got someone else to, to have the lips and then it said like the new Jaws or something and they used that as a promotional thing. Like a different kind of Jaws and that was a promotional poster. What does that mean? It was weird. <laughs> Let me find it. <laughs> what the frick? You can say that about anything then. It's Because they're not related at all. Well, it's like instead of open mouth shark, it's just a mouth. <laughs> it's weird. Wait, let me. Is it like it. spoofing the poster? Um, kind of. Or it's just lips. Might just be spoofing the the tagline, I guess. A different kind of jaws. Set of jaws. There we go. It's this. If you want to look at it. And then they use a different mouth. Oh, I thought you were referencing Jaws the movie. No, it is referencing Jaws the movie, Are though. Are you sure? Yes, because I read it. A different set of Jaws. They used it as promotional because it wasn't I, doing well. I get so it. They re I mean, that, it. this movie like, did come out the same year Jaws did. Mm -hmm. That's rude. It's playing <laughs> off of the popularity. I mean, it's popularity. But it doesn't look anything. It doesn't look anything like it. But they were referencing but Jaws enough, in the poster. But it's enough, especially if it came out in that year. But it doesn't, yeah. but it doesn't like, make any huh? sense. I don't think this movie doesn't make a different sense, set of Chelsea. <laughs> but you can you could say that about anything. You could be like, "Here's a movie. Um, I'm gonna put a picture of a um, like literally anything, a broom against a black background, and then say the a new sort of Citizen Kane." <laughs> and you'd be like, "Okay." <laughs> I'm just saying it's fact. They did a promotional poster referencing Jaws. I get it. I because they're like, like the mouth and they're like it's a play on Jaws. I get it. That's dumb. I think it's well, really dumb. I, I'm just it's, saying it's what Jaws is like actually zero points for this. <laughs> <laughs> and but before you go on, can we talk about okay. one other person in this movie? Yeah. So put the weird narrator. Oh yeah. Why is he there? I always forget he exists. I, Maybe that's a thing in old movies, too. Like, science fiction movies. They have, like, a random narrator. Mm-hmm. It's because, like, they do this in other movies I think it's sometimes. probably referencing other movies. But, um, that's probably why it's there. Yeah. I honestly didn't read anything about him, so I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but you told me you were like, there's not a lot of information there's on really this movie. There's really not. There's a lot about... Cult there's a lot of cultural stuff about this movie, but, like, mm. actually, the making of it, there's not really that much. Yeah. I think one of the bigger portions of this category is actually the costumes. Because they are, have both become very iconic. And also, the creator of the costumes claims that her creations for the film directly affected the development of punk rock fashion trends. Like uh, torn fishnet stockings and colorful dyed hair. Well, I... this the 70s was probably around the time punk was becoming a big thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. I think it's mostly that, like, uh, this film, like, like, that that fashion they took stuff from this film and they were like we're gonna use yeah. that we like that keep that in mind culturally for later sure <laughs> um i think she said that she didn't do any um research for making the costumes like she didn't like reference any of the older films that this movie's parodying mm -hmm. she just was like i'm gonna do whatever i want yeah <laughs> and then she did and i guess it worked because they're now really iconic what costume do you like the most <laughs> Mm, I like the like corset fishnet stocking stuff. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like Columbia's is also pretty iconic with like the sequin like jack like tail jacket. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, is that the girl we couldn't remember the name of? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the short hair. I'm like the, yeah. the hat. I feel like that one's pretty iconic. Maybe like the uh, the maid ca- uh, costume that Magenta mm-hmm. wears. Yeah. Maybe uh, Riff Raff's hump. <laughs> I think Janet's yeah. little negligee thing is pretty saucy. And when she mm-hmm. like rips her hem to like bandage up Rocky, mm-hmm. it's yeah, a good moment. Spicy. A little yeah. spicy there. Let's talk about the layout of this place. There's like a, a uh, an elevator going like yeah. all the way. It's just like How cameras everywhere. Place? Yeah. Uh, well, it's a castle, kind of. Yeah. Um, I feel like it makes sense. There's probably a bunch of rooms, a big dining room. Mm-hmm. They have a weird lab up top or something. Yeah. I feel like it, I could imagine it all. Also, it's a in theater there. in it. That's true. The weird <laughs> pool. Yeah, with a weird hmm. pool. I'm saying the layout of this place. Wow. Maybe it's like um, what's that movie where you go in and it's bigger on the inside? Not Harry Potter. No, 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 no. Harry Potter. Which one? When when does that happen? The fifth the one. Tents. The tenth. The yeah. tenth. I think that's no. Or of Phoenix. I don't know. I don't know. It's been so it's long. Oh, yeah. That's a oh, one. it is Goblet of Fire. When yeah. they go to the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, sure. Yeah? <laughs> sure? I yeah. mean, I guess it's supposed to be, like, anything. anything's possible. Yeah, it's supposed to be just, like... It's also, like, how funny the, the, the lab looks nothing like the rest of the house. Yeah. Like, it's bright pink and, like, all tiled and everything else is kind of gothic Victorian. Yeah. Are all these people sleeping here? How many rooms um, are there? They're all just shacking up together. Probably. Yeah. They're just lying on the floor. I think so. I mean, it's a pretty. It it shows it's a pretty big place. I'm sure they have a bunch of rooms mm. somewhere. Do you want to stop there then? Sure. Sure. What do you want to give it then? What did I give it originally? I an think eight. Given an eight. Yeah, that sounds right. For like its iconicness, kind of in its visuals, somewhat mm-hmm. makeup might be something you want to talk about, but oh yeah, we never do. Yeah, but we also don't do a lot of like uh, movies that do have wild makeup. Mm-hmm. I didn't read too much about it, but mostly they were just because for the stage show, all the actors do their own makeup, but they got someone else to do. That's how musicals work. All really? the actors do their own makeup. Yeah, Cause why? Because they're to... poor. Yeah. <laughs> They don't want to have to hire someone to do everyone's makeup. Even on, like, Broadway? Yeah. Hmm. Pretty much the only show on Broadway where someone else does their makeup is for Wicked for Alphaba. And everyone else does their own makeup. Interesting. That's, like, the only show. Oh, and also, like, Phantom. Someone does the prosthetics. But other than that, like, everyone else does their makeup. But they did get someone to do, obviously, the makeup for everyone here. So I think they changed it a little bit. But, like, it's Mm -hmm. mostly, again, just relating to the show. So I'll maybe bump it up to an eight. Okay. Yeah. So two eights. Okay, uh, we'll move on to round four to editing enumeration, which is scoring based on me- editing, music, and sound design. Well, of course, when we come back to editing, we don't care. It's fine. Um, music's pretty iconic. Though. Mm-hmm. So maybe like another eight. Yeah, I gave it an eight. I mean, yeah, there's not very much on editing. I didn't see anything about editing. The only thing I have to contribute to the editing is that there's, again, weird transitions in this movie. Is there? There's a weird blood transition. It's like a fade. It's like a, a a wipe, but it's blood. Yeah. Like like yeah. a blood Classic. pattern instead. There's also a couple like 
very obnoxious crossfades. Um, but I forgive them in this movie because this movie's weird. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, this is the kind of movie where I'm like, sure, you can use your star wipes. But you This you is don't. the only time you can. <laughs> star Wars doesn't get a pass. No. Again, they never use a star wipe, so how dare they? If they use a star wipe, I would redeem all the transitions in Star Wars. That's definitely <laughs> not true. If they use a star wipe, you'd be like, this is also egregious. Makes I would sense. still think it's egregious, but I'd be like, they finally did it. They have the balls to put a star wipe in Star Wars. The only time but they star can do that. Star wipes are so... It's called Star Wars. It's it's just the, the, the principle of it. You know? What? <laughs> You're gonna use every other transition. They but really not the they really go one. through all they they look at the, the bank of transitions and they went, Yep, yep, Star Wipe, nah. I don't know why Star Wipes exist yes. at all. I don't know. Why do any strange transitions exist? For fun. Well then use the Star Wipe. I'm just saying. Anyways. That's the only thing editing-wise that I could find for this movie, because I was like, I know that there is some weird transitions, but I think that they work, because this movie's weird. Mm -hmm. So it's fine. But music-wise, again, it was written by Richard O'Brien, and they're pretty iconic, and they're pretty fun songs. So let's jam a little bit. Okay. If you want. To which one? Um, probably uh, start with the most classic, Time Warp. It's astounding Time is fleeting Madness takes its toll But listen closely Not for very much longer I've got to keep control I mean that that song's pretty iconic. I feel like if if you don't know any songs from this movie, you know this song. Like like if if you know any songs, you're like I know Time Warp. You, you know? might not even know it's from this movie. I feel like I didn't know it was from this movie for I a while. If I had not watched Glee, yeah, I'm not sure I would know what this is at all. It, I probably would have heard of it, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure I would have known any of the music from it. I feel like I'm trying to think of where I, I hear heard, it. I feel like I'd heard Time Warp before knowing about this movie. I can't. I can't think. I just of don't why. know where. <laughs> yeah, but like this definitely is the most uh, well-known song. Let's just do it. We can see. We can see what the most played one is on the album if you go to Spotify. That's true. I could do that. Uh, Time Warp's forty-two million plays. That's definitely the highest. <laughs> yeah. Second highest is Sweet Transvestite with twenty-five million. I feel like the music in this is really front heavy, mm-hmm. and by the second half of the movie, I don't care about any of the songs. Yeah, I agree well, with that. Why, I'm like, I don't, I, I didn't know a lot of the songs in this, because I'd only known the ones from Glee. Yeah, and they only do, like, the first ones. Yeah, because if you go through, like, the order of them, the first song, apparently everyone likes, because it has a bunch of plays on Spotify, <laughs> and then you have Damn It, Janet, which I feel like is a bop. Also a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Over the Frankenstein Place. That one's also kind of good. There's a lot. 
And then Sweet Transvestite, again, I feel like that one's pretty good. Um, I like whatever happened to Saturday Night. Yeah, and then you have ta 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 But other than that, the the end of it's kind of like, it's fine. But the beginning, good time. Yeah. There's some songs at the end that are kind of nice, but like they're definitely not as uh, as like fun mm-hmm. as the first part. But but overall, pretty good. I don't know if there's much score in this movie. I don't think there <laughs> is. But it's also I I don't know if this movie needs a score. Well, it's just like lots of musicals do have external score too. Mm-hmm. I think this is mostly just like we're gonna do songs, yeah, or then maybe have just some riffs that like continue on after the song's over, but mm-hmm. it's not anything like new or different. So, so yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the sound design, I don't know, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> there's nothing really like specific. I guess there's the weird like like pressing the button sounds or like turn on this and then it's like bah, 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 yeah you know? you know what we missed in visuals what that really bad laser beam oh, oh what are true. you talking about beautiful <laughs> it's really <Yeah>. bad <laughs> i feel like they yeah. purposefully didn't try I, I guess so that's yeah. true yeah i also don't know how big visual effects were at the time Mm-hmm. This is also before Star Wars, and that was, like, a big foray into visual effects. It yeah. genuinely looks like they just kind of colored on the film. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they might have. They might have done that. What was the budget of this movie? Like, 1.4 million. I did not million. write that down, but, yeah, it was 1.4. Yeah, so yeah. pretty small. Yeah. Yeah. So. Not very big, but I, I don't know. It's, it's already supposed to be a weird movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they were very upset about it being a small-budget movie, so... It's fine. There's not really too much else. It's mostly music in this category. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, I think it's pretty fun. Mm-hmm. I think it's what bumps up um, the the rewatchability of this movie is the music. But what's your least favorite song? Maybe like the last, like the, like the I'm going home song when he dies at the end. I'm pretty sure that's when that song plays. Yeah. That one's kind of boring because it's out. just them going, I'm going home. And I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't remember this song. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably my least favorite. What's I your don't... favorite song? Oh, I think Time Warp's really good. Mm-hmm. I like the touch, 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 whatever. <laughs> However you say it. Yeah. I kind of like the, the, there's a light. That mm-hmm. one's nice. What about you, McKenna? Favorite song? Probably Time Warp. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was saying last night, like, Time Warp at a wedding. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. gets people to the dance floor. Let <laughs> we me gotta tell find ya. some people getting married so we can go to weddings. I want to go to a wedding. I've They're been fun. to two in my life. One I was very young, and one was my brothers. I've been and to it was one, fun. and I was pretty young. That is crazy to me. <laughs> I don't know anybody who's getting married. I know, but even like growing up, I feel like I have a pretty big extended family. I have no so family. we went to weddings <laughs> not all the time, but fairly often. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah, I'm at the age where people I know are getting married. So I'm yeah. Like, I've been to one. This I summer I only went to one, but that's because COVID was weird. Mm-hmm. I have a this, friend getting married next I only summer. I went to one wedding. <laughs> well, like the summer before I went to three. Jeez. Jeez. So like, you know. I don't know that many people to have that's that weddings to go to. That's also like a, like a lot of people in high school. I mean, even it's a bit early to get married at our age, but mm-hmm. some of them I do know are, and I don't think they'd invite me. <laughs> yeah, for sure not. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes I just go as a plus one, though, because I, like, know people who oh, are going okay. to weddings. And then they're I like, don't have people that would invite me as a plus one. Yeah. That also know people that are getting married. <laughs> so, 
It's a cycle of I never get to go to weddings. Mm-hmm. But anyways, <laughs> it's fine. One day. But I like them. <laughs> They're fun. Yeah. They're... Well, the perception's fun. I don't know about the actual ceremony. I cry at the ceremonies. Mm. Not for sure. Almost every time. Because it's cute. You don't cry at cute things. No. You ever find something that's super cute and you're like, oh, this is cry something worthy. Has to that's be a good dad. Well, I went to my cousin's wedding this summer and mm. my dad was the officiant mm. and he started tearing up. Oh. And so he's crying on like the loudspeaker. Oh, like, no. Not crying, but he's choked up. So then I'm just like, oh my God, crying. Yeah. <laughs> it was a mess. Total mess. Yep. I think I'd be so awkward if that started happening. <laughs> like, that's, that's a, I'm, I'm, I, like, if I had a wedding. Um, You're officiating my wedding. <laughs> yeah, I am doing that. No, no, no. But if I had a wedding, I think I'd be. Fe- I'd feel so awkward standing in front of everybody getting married. Mm, I think it'd be yeah. so awkward. I, I feel know like why. you'd be the kind of person to elope. I want to elope, and my... then maybe like have a reception after. <laughs> oh, I would do that. My mom was like, I was telling my mom, I was like, you know, I think eloping sounds good, and she was like, um. Because I was like, well, you kind of did that. She's like, she went hundred percent. But she was like, if I had parents, because her parents are both dead by the time she got married, and she doesn't really have a lot of family. She's like, I probably would have done it, but Mm. I didn't. And I was like, okay, fine. I guess I'll have a wedding for you. You can always have like one of those like ten people wedding ceremonies, and then have a reception after. Yeah, I would elope and then have a reception. That sounds like fun. If I could just have the party part. Yeah. Because then also it wouldn't be as expensive, right? I mean, it still yeah. costs money, but, like, it'd be half the money, right? Because I want to pay for the other stuff. The reception's yeah. the expensive part. Yeah. Okay. It'd be, like, a three-quarters of the money, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you would Two save thirds. money. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Anyways. Anyway. That's <laughs> another tangent. Again. Uh, We're going to call this episode the Rocky Horror Picture Show, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, what were your scores? Uh, I think both eight. Yeah, I think I think so. I think I'll stick with an eight. Yeah. 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 Sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, then we'll move on to round five, which is societal sum scoring based on the impact the film has on society and the industry. Well, it's like a big cult movie. Mm-hmm. But then again, cult movies <laughs> really only affect a certain amount of people, mm-hmm. but it is still famous. I don't know. Maybe like an eight point five. Is that too high? I said a nine with a question mark, so I don't think so. <laughs> okay. I was like, nine? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'll start with those. Is this what you what had, happens. like, the most information for? There, yeah. You're I like, mean, there's I'll a just lot. go through all the other stuff, and then we'll get to this part. Yeah. I mean, this is mostly where all the information is, because, I mean, it is famous because of, like, just culturally how many people love it. Mm-hmm. So... So it first opened in the UK and in uh, in LA, and it did well in like those couple of theaters. But anywhere else, everyone was like, "We don't care." Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I think it actually got withdrawn from um, eight of the opening cities because there was like no audiences, and they were like, "We don't have, we don't have the time for this." <laughs> so, so it was a very sad opening, and then um, there ended up being success with having midnight showings for a couple other movies um so they were like hey why don't we do that so they did that um starting on april fool's day of 1976 and from there that's where the cult following started so people were going to the midnight runs and uh i think in some places they started being like if you come in costume you get in for free and so that started people coming to costume for, for um to watch it and then also the whole yelling at lines thing started 
I tried to figure out how. Because <laughs> I was like, who started that, you know? And I think one thing that I saw was, like, there was this random teacher that at the beginning when Janet puts the, like, newspaper on her head, someone yelled, like, buy an umbrella, you, te- you cheap bitch. And then I guess everyone was like, haha, funny. And then they were like, we'll put in our lines. And I guess that might have been the start of it. But I don't know. Everyone's just heckling the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then also they started doing like uh, like performers while like in front of the movie while the movie was playing. That's so weird too. it just became like yeah. a whole thing where they were like, we're going to do, we're going to all dress up. We're going to have the lines like for everyone to shout out. We're going to have things to throw and do. Has this not happened with any other movie? I'm sure. Uh, well, I was Googling for a bonus best, so. Mm-hmm. Um, the Room is an audience participation one now. Really? I guess if you go a lot of showings of The Room, there's a lot of, like, classic stuff people will say. Imagine going, you didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, what? You'd the be like, frick. How do they all know? Um, and then I was saw, like, like Repo, which I brought up earlier. Apparently that gets done with shadow casts quite often. Like, mm. it's pretty common for that to be done. And, like, it's mostly musicals, like Little Shop of Horror. Oh, I feel like, yeah. Things like that. They get done with the shadow cast. It's not the same as the audience participation, but mm-hmm. they'll do that, like, having the actors yeah. there mouthing the lines or whatever. Yeah. It's a strange category of movie. Like, it, it's weird that that's, like, a thing. <laughs> yeah. Where it's, like, for this movie specifically, you yell out these things at certain points of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, like in live shows of it, I think people will, like, come up with new creative things to say and, like, throw off the actors that aren't expecting people to yell something at that moment. That's so rude. Yeah. <laughs> but it's funny if it works. <laughs> so, yeah. It, the other weird thing is that, and I think that this is true, but if it's not, I blame Wikipedia. Mm. It's apparently the longest-running theatrical release in film history, because it's never really left theaters. That makes like, sense. Like, ever. Well, so it's been in theaters for, like, ever well, <laughs> since they, it came they, out. They play it a lot in random theaters, right? Yeah. So that makes sense. So, like... Well, yeah, I, I, I've read that. If it's it has, yeah. like, it's literally audience. never left theaters, basically. Yeah. So, like, Fox had it out forever. And then Disney bought Fox in 2019. And they started taking out all of the archived Fox movies that keep on playing in theaters. But they left Rocky Horror because they were like, we can't take that out. <laughs> is this movie always... There's always a place on Earth that is playing Rocky yeah, Horror? I think so. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So this movie just never ends. And like Halloween, it's... I yeah. would say you could see it in every city in the world probably. Yeah. Every Halloween there's there's probably at least a theater playing it if not there's a theater that's ready to have the people come in and like throw things and yeah. yell things <laughs> yeah so. i'm sure if we went to the rio and saw it it would be a participation show i think so what yeah. if you went there and you didn't know or like you thought it was going to be one but it's not you're just throwing toast and it's just crowd? you you're yeah. the only person i don't think you'd be the only person you, you bring in a water gun they stop you at the door they're like uh-uh. and you're like, like we've mm. seen you people before <laughs> anyways um, so it was selected for preservation in the U.S. National Film Registry. For being culturally, aesthetically, and historically significant. Yes. <laughs> um, and that was in 2005. Roger Ebert's review on this movie mm-hmm. was that it was pretty much uh, ignored by everyone, including the future fanatics who would eventually count the hundreds of times they'd seen it. He considered it more of a long-running social phenomenon rather than a movie. And he rated it 2.5 out of 4 stars. Mm, um, and he described uh, Curry as the best thing in the movie, maybe because he seems to be having the most fun. Yeah. Um, 
but thinking of the story being that it would be better performed on stage for a live audience rather than as a movie. Roger Ebert does four star ratings. So strange. I don't like it. No, I don't either because you never know what they really think with four stars. Yeah, I'm like, that's not enough stars. Five stars is enough either. They should all be out of ten. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not a fan of five stars. No. Like, I'm like, mm, not enough stars. But four stars is even worse, because then you think three stars is pretty good. But it's also only 75%. Yeah. It's not good. But four, I don't like three it. and a half stars... Well, this is 2.5 stars, so this is, like, math. That's half. No, no, it's a little no, bit No, it's a half. bit more than half. I don't know, 60%. 60-something percent thing, or something. Like, when like, I rate something, I'm like, three stars doesn't feel very high, but it's, like, decent. Yeah. Yeah. It's not terrible. Yeah. Yeah, three, I mean, I've said this many times, but, like, three stars on Letterboxd for me is, like, yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Maybe wouldn't watch it again, but I enjoyed it, you know? So, four stars, no, no, no. And Rotten Tomatoes has a score of uh, 78%, um, with an average grade of 6.9 out of 10. 78% feels about right, and I have a theory that that's probably where it's going to land for us, too. Yeah. (laughs) The critical consensus for it is that it brings quirky characters, their little joke of that the narrative thrust that really drives the audience insane and keeps them doing the time warp again. That's oh, the Rotten Tomatoes god. score thing. <laughs> oh god. So, yeah. But I mean, if you go through those two reviews, most of it is like, it's more of like a phenomenon rather than like a movie. It's mm-hmm. so called, it's so like embedded in culture mm-hmm. that like, it's good because of that. Yeah. Generally, it's considered pretty good within the LGBT, LGBTQ plus community. Um, I cannot talk today. Mm-hmm. Um, generally, there's not really that much controversy with it, even though there might be. But people are mostly like, nah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> mostly because, especially when it was out and people were going in costume, it was very much like... It, it was like a nice um, space for everyone to just be themselves in. Mm-hmm. And it was like a very open community. So it was... It was good for that. And it's been referenced in billions of things. I'm not going to reference them all. We mentioned earlier, Glee has mm-hmm. an episode. Simpsons has an episode. A bunch of other things. It's in the background or, like, it's playing in other movies, like you said in Perks of Being a Wallflower. Yeah. Um, it's a good movie. You should watch that movie. Yeah. That might be mostly it. <laughs> mostly it's just, it's, it's, it's so culty that, mm-hmm. like... It's not for everyone, but the yeah. people that like it, they love it. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, there's so much, like, just the fact that there's so much audience participation and there's so much, like, to do. There's so much embedded within this movie that's not even part of the movie. It's been, it's and it's stuck forever because it's never left theaters and people always want to go see it. Mm-hmm. So, like, that alone, I feel like, makes it pretty impactful. I tried to look up if this was, like, one of the first movies that had, like, a trans character, trans character, but, like, I could not get a straight answer, so I don't know if that's a thing or not, but maybe. (laughs) It's probably one of the first, like, bigger ones, maybe. I was actually thinking, like, when you were saying that, like, in today's standards, you would want a trans character played by a trans actor. Yeah. But in 1975, was there a single out trans actor? Yeah, I don't think so. I feel like that's super, super unlikely. I couldn't get an answer if it was, like, the first, but I would guess it probably is one of the first, like, big ones. Mm-hmm. Especially with, like, the entire movie is about, like, sexuality. It's probably one of the big ones that's, yeah. like, that really was just, like, we're just gonna go for it. Like, <laughs> when I watched it, I was definitely, like, well, them being an alien is, like, definitely an 
allegory for being queer. Yeah. I think it's just yeah very clear to me when I watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's also important, especially at that time. So. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know where that lands it, though. Like, is a nine too high? Is that just right? I mean, if it's the longest theatrically running thing. It's pretty significant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, I feel like it might be one of the first cult movies. Yeah. I don't maybe. know. I can't think of, like, many. Or I don't know when that started to be a thing. Um, but I mm-hmm. feel like it's definitely one of the biggest ones. So yeah. if you look at cult movies as a phenomenon, um, it's up there. It's, like, being one of the biggest ones. Yeah. So, no. I'm going to stick with my nine. I'll go to a nine, sure. Okay. Two nines. Um, so that means we're going to move on to the bonus best round, so a film can get a bonus point if we agree on it being the best film in the category presented, and it can win up to three points. Okay, McKenna. All right, first one. Which Tim Curry cult movie would you want to get stuck in after your car breaks down? Okay. Clue <laughs> or Rocky Horror? Which one would you want to? Um, Clue, Clue, you might get don't. murdered. You might get turned into a statue. That's true. That's true. <laughs> also murdered. He straight up kills Eddie and then tries to eat him. Yeah, he that's does true. Eat him. He does eat him. <laughs> yeah. So which murder is the lesser? Is the Who died in Clue? A lot of people. Oh, really? I feel like there's more than one person that died. Yeah. I don't remember a lot of that movie. Like, I remember I watching it, it but I couldn't remember, like, the full plot. Uh, I just remember these. It was weird. There's, yeah, like, is. there's a, there's a, but there's, there's at least, there's like, a, three, Because there's that girl that, like, does the singing telegraph, and she, like, opens the door and immediately gets shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a couple other people that die. Yeah, I think it's, like, three-ish yeah. people that die in that movie. Clue's a great game. Yeah. <laughs> I like playing Clue. Yeah. It's fun. What would I prefer, though? I do love a good murder mystery. But you also love a good musical. That's true. Would you get to sing? Look, I, I Everyone mean, sings during Time Warp in the movie. Yeah. You get to sing Time Warp. I don't know how many people are dying <laughs> in Rocky Horror Picture Show, but, you know, you do have to stay there forever, kind of, because they <laughs> kind of take over your brain. Yeah. So. Cult or murder mystery. <laughs> cult with singing <laughs> yeah or murder mystery i don't know i feel like i would want to be in rocky horror just because i think the outfit's kind of cool <laughs> mm-hmm. i would sing time warp yeah Let's we'll go with we'll go with rocky horror right? for the fun okay. for fun okay the best movie musical from the 70s mm-hmm. we got rocky horror mm-hmm. greece Mm. And then Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I um, musical. It is a musical. All it the songs are original. I guess so. They sing. What are the songs in that? Pure Imagination. Mm. Golden Ticket. Oompa I got a Golden Ticket. Uh, it's quite a few actually. I looked it up. I looked up the track. List you ever thing. seen the Johnny Depp version of? Yeah. It's actually not bad. Kind of like it. <laughs> I think the Grease is a pretty good movie. I think I probably like the songs in Grease more than I like the songs in Rocky Horror Picture Show. I'm trying to think. Summer of... Lovin' slaps. Yeah. Say, Look at me, I'm Sandra D. Oof. <laughs> Grease Lightning, pretty good. <laughs> Hopelessly Devoted to You, Jam. Rizzo's song, great. It's a lot of good music in Grease. Mm-hmm. It's a very strange ending. Yeah. It's like they strange. fly off in yeah. a car. It's really weird. And I'm like, why? This that's, feels that's so... That's a musical that people are like, what does it mean? I don't and think no it means an anything. Yeah, the end was just, it's like, they're like someone just stopped taking script notes at the end. Yeah, they, they like, just threw mm-hmm. that scene on after it got approved for production with yeah. the Beaver stamp. Yeah, they're like, whatever. We what's do what what's that song? Uh, what's the end song called? I don't know. 
I you're the it. one that I want. One that I want. You know it's a great song from Willy Wonka though. What? Candyman. He's a salmon, 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 candy man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like Christina Aguilera. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking like, about? Who can build the sun to that one? The Who candy can man. make the sunrise? Yeah. Who can make the sunrise? Sprinkle it with dew. I do not it with chocolate and a miracle or two. Oh, the candy, candy man. man. The, the candy, candy man can. I do know what's happening. I, this about. is like not unrelated, but. There's a version of that song in Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> Have you ever seen Malcolm in the Middle? That no. shit's pretty good. <laughs> and they sing it, and I always think it was really good. It was like a, the brother Francis and his army, and for some reason they were singing that song. <laughs> and I just thought that the harmonies were good. Maybe nice. I'll show it to you one day. Sure. I feel uh, like I think that Grease is a better movie. Yeah. I just feel like there's more songs in Greece that I like. Like there's good songs mm-hmm. in this movie, but there's also songs that I don't know and don't care about. I feel like if this movie had a better second half song mm-hmm. lineup, it might beat it out, but I feel like it does go downhill. Yeah, Greece is consistent all the way through. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, we'll give it to Greece. Alright. Last question. Which audience participation movie would you want to attend? So you're going to the Rio. Mm-hmm. You can either go see the room. Or you can go see Rocky Horror. What are you watching? It's gotta be Rocky, Rocky Horror. Horror. <laughs> room is like, people love it because it's bad, and I don't like that. What is the audience participation for Room? I don't know because I've never seen Room, and I don't want to know more about that movie than I ever have to know about that movie. Room also feels like a guy movie. Yeah. yeah. A lot of film bros in that room. Yeah. Film bros plus audience participation sounds like the worst mixture They just of all scream, ever. oh hi Mark. Oh, hi, Uh Mom. (laughs) I did not. I did not hit her. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. They just quote it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, (laughs) I guess we'll give it to Rocky Horror. Yes. So then I guess we'll do the final scoring. So adding up all the points from the rounds and also the bonus points. All right. So including the two bonus points at one, one went to a grand total of 81. So a... A minus, which is yeah. pretty good. Yeah. I don't think it would do that well. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, we started off low. Yeah. And then the scores got a little, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like I was kind of giving out consistent eights. Yeah. And then there's a nine in there. Yeah. So, I don't know. It really, you went seven, seven point five, eight, eight, nine. So, oh. you went up the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whatever <laughs> whatever i guess that makes sense then the yeah i mean i think overall it's it's pretty good i mean the the anything that's wrong with it is just if you don't like how weird it is i feel like yeah like if you don't like the vibes of this movie you're out immediately yeah <laughs> but if you're like yeah it's fun we're just gonna sit with it and have a good time i feel like it's usually a good time i was gonna say do you think a remake of rocky horror would be bad i know they did it yeah or they did a sequel yeah, that's the other thing. There's a sequel, but I don't know. <laughs> there was a sequel that the original writer did, mm-hmm. and yeah. he actually wanted to do like a legitimate sequel with the real cast or the original cast and the original production team. Yeah, and then they were like, "Nah," and Tim Curry's like, "I'm not coming back. It's not happening." Yeah. So he wrote like a script. He like rewrote that script to be a different movie, but mm-hmm. it was supposed to originally be a sequel. But then they actually did a sequel in 2016. Yeah, with like Kenny Ortega. Yeah, yeah. like Victoria Justice. Mm-hmm. Wild. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, it's 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 all right. 
Mm-hmm. It's good. <laughs> uh, with that, be sure to follow us on Instagram at cine.grade or on Twitter at Twitter. Twitter. At Twitter. Or on Twitter at cine. at cinegrade, which we're now gonna use. <laughs> yeah, we're because... revamping the Twitter, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> if you have ever actually cared to look at it, I lie every week and say. <laughs> Not every week. Uh, most except for two of the weeks you lie. Yeah, m- but most weeks I, I lie and I go. Yeah. You know, keep follow us on Twitter for updates. I don't update it. Yeah, but. Now we will. So now you should go follow us on Twitter at mm-hmm. Cinegrade if you haven't already. Feel free to send us suggestions on Instagram or email us at cinegradepodcast at gmail.com. Can't talk today at gmail.com. We love emails. We would love an email. Please send us I'd one. <laughs> Let us know how you feel about the film. Send us your own grade and give us any thoughts you had. Also, be sure to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to us. It really helps us get more exposure so that more people can find us. And where can they reach you? You guys can find me on Instagram at underscore Chelsea Mitchell underscore. And you guys can find me on Instagram at Al Shakur. If you have any questions or you want to keep up with us, don't hesitate to reach out. Okay, that's it for this week. I'm Al Shakur. I'm Chelsea Mitchell. And we'll see you next time on Cinegrade.